Welcome back to the program. I want to introduce a man, boy, I don't get an opportunity to introduce someone like this too often, but this is, a, I call him a mentor, a friend, a, a person that I've known in my life for many, many years, Pastor Sai Garayab, who we'll, we'll talk about all the things you've done over the years in ministry, but welcome to the program, Pastor Sai. Thank you for having me. This is, this is great to be with you, Todd. Oh, great. man, well, it, it's awesome to have you on, and uh, there's so many things that we talk about regularly, Pastor Sai, just when you and I get on the phone and when we catch up. And uh, we've been talking about having you on the show because we said, you know, we got to talk about some of these things uh, so that other people could hear. Because I think there's a lot of people that believe and think the same things that we talk about, Pastor Sai, but, you know, it's not talked about uh, often or, you know, in a public forum. So we want to cover some some of these issues today. And uh, I'll kind of just go through the litany. But first, just wanted to ask you, how are you? How's your wife? How's your family? Family's doing great. You know, it's been great to finally to have been able to get to see my daughter and my son-in-law and my grandkids. So yeah. that's, uh, that's just been incredible. And my wife's doing well, you know, we're, we're one day at a time, grateful for technology yeah. and uh, that we're still able to minister. We're still able to, to do the things that, that we're called to do. And, uh, but like, like everyone, it's just one day at a time. And, and truly trusting the Lord and and how we're going to how we're going to move forward. That's I think right. all of us. Yeah, and you know what are you up to these days? I know you're leading worship and you're teaching seminars and different things, but uh, you know how is that affected by the pandemic and all that? Well, there's not a lot of uh, uh, you know gatherings in terms of seminars. Uh, I've been doing some things, uh, video discussions on worship with yes. pastors and uh, uh, and and some some lesson short worship lessons so they can show teams and everything but for the most part uh, because I'm over at Shepherd's House Church in Thousand Oaks yeah so that's primarily what where I've been focused uh, in terms of uh, having had discipled some leaders thank God because during this time it's really been a uh, it's really been a great blessing that we've been able to have this team of leaders right. to move in our online services and, and, in, and in caring for the flock uh, um, in, in general. So we're, you know, we're doing a little bit of that, doing writing and, and uh, taking advantage of some of the, of the unprecedented time that I have at home, <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> yeah. to be able to do that. So, right. But it's and, good. We're rerouting, I feel like, you know, um, uh, office meetings, many people are working remotely here in the United States, like as you mentioned, churches, even worshiping. Uh, me, you and I talked about there's some, you know, where people want to meet and get counseling, that's also available online, right? Yes, yeah, and, and, and it's also available, uh, you know, I think uh, either, either over the phone or, uh, or they are able to meet with 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 one of our pastors, you know, uh, the uh, uh, pastor Leaf and Joni uh, Zwirling, they 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 really, uh, even though we're not meeting in person, uh, except for the outdoor service that we now have on Sunday afternoon at five o'clock, 
And you're in uh, California, so people need yep. to know from other parts of the country, there's a lot of restriction for pastors. I'm sure you've been hearing online, uh, John MacArthur, uh, you know, all the different churches that are going through um, kind of like a persecution, but from the state of California. But so there's a, it's a really hot topic to talk about churches being open. So a lot of churches like Pastor Sai saying are meeting outside or finding ways around. My friend Shane Eidelman rented a or actually he didn't even rent it. He was, uh, God gave him a stadium to use up in uh, Palmdale. So he's using the, the AAA wow. baseball stadium right now. Um, there's all different types of workarounds and different things that are happening, but it's good to hear the churches coming together and fellowshipping. And so you guys are doing that outside as well, Pastor? Yeah, we're, we're doing that. And what's been really great, along with still caring for the flock, I think because, you know, our pastor, his his focus is, shepherding and because right. it's shepherding the people uh um that's where he prior he, he prioritizes everything so there's things that have been structurally put in place during this time where, where people are able to connect with other people where people are able to connect with any one of the pastors uh and uh, uh um and and so it's really made the the uh um this season uh something that even though it's nothing that we expected yeah. We're uh, more than making the best of it. You know, I think it's, uh, uh, which you and I've talked about, you know, uh, the Lord in the midst is in the midst of all this. Right. And so we are just doing everything that we can to hear what it is that the Lord wants to, wants to say, wants to do. So we're just, we're, but we're making sure that our people and our community, many people in our community, are, are are being cared for in in uh in certain ways yeah so. I, mean, I think that's most important you and i talked about this the other day but you know one of the things that's been concerning to me and i was talking with another pastor about this the other day is is there's you know a lot of people that are dealing with mental illness depression suicidal thoughts things like that and you know we always refer my mom as you know had a healing ministry so i'm very familiar and in tune with healing and uh, cleansing stream type of ministry and and so you know we always had people coming that needed deliverance and you know we would lay hands on them and, and there would be deliverance ministry that took place you know and for those that that have grown up in the pentecostal background understand deliverance ministry you know it's a little bit different type of ministry so one of my concerns uh during this time is the disconnect pastor side where uh people that may normally come to the church, which we call a hospital, and get, you know, uh, that type of ministry at the altar. And I know that doesn't take place at every church, but in specific ministries, certain ministries, it does, because the body has many functions. There's, you know, I always say there's the hand and the legs and the arm. It's all the body of Christ. So there's different churches. And, and a lot of times there's different functions that happen. Like I said, there's certain healing and deliverance ministries. So what say you about that when it comes to that type of disconnect, because the Bible does say, do not forsake the assembling together with the brethren. How do we interpret that? How do we navigate through that? Well, you know, I, uh, I don't feel, and I think most of us would agree, the Holy Spirit is not limited to any man. And I don't think is limited even to our, our, our physical uh, expressions. And I mean, in, in this way, I believe that you know, that our faith joined with the Holy Spirit as we pour faith into someone when we're praying for them for a need for something that they're going through. Uh, it's, it's, it's not my laying on of hands as much as it is our faith and allowing the Holy Spirit to touch that person and believing that even through, even during this time when there are limitations, we're, we're limited 
but the Holy Spirit isn't isn't limited. Right. And and we've seen salvations online. Uh, yeah. People that have that have given their lives to to, to the Lord and. Uh, um, and I guess because having been, you know, a, as you, I've been all over the world in so many different areas of ministry right. and the things I've seen, you know, it's almost like, well, all I needed to do is show up uh, and, and, you know, and I could be in the back of the dark in the corner and God was doing everything else. Right. So, uh, you know, I, I, I believe that as challenging as this is, what it does is that it, it, it stretches our faith to believe beyond the norms that we have walked in. Mm. And, and I believe people can still be ministered to people are being ministered to. Uh, uh, and, and at the same time, it's the Lord is doing something different. There's yeah. something that is happening. Church is different. Our entire environment is completely different. And I know that we're going to talk a little bit about that. Yeah, I was going to say, I want to get into that. You know, I just want to make clear because people always say, Todd, you fluctuate, you you know, this and that. So I want to be very clear. So I was talking to you on the phone, I think it was yesterday. And I said to you, Pastor Si, I have to be honest, in this particular area, I've kind of been a little bit, you know, uh, I understand both sides of the argument when it comes to the online church. And then when it comes to meeting in person, I have some very dear friends. And I've actually been pretty outspoken myself about the right to meet because I think that it does. Uh, it, it's, it's, it's scary to me because I feel like they're pushing religious liberties. And of course, that's something near and dear to my heart. So we, we said something and I, I really agree with this. But, you know, is, is that I think the shepherd of the church should really pray and ask the Lord individually what they should do in that particular body, you know, yep. because it's not a one size fits all. And, right. uh, you know, I've heard all kinds of stories like you, you were telling me yesterday where certain churches opened up and then there was some COVID cases and, you know, they had to close back down. And so I've heard that side. And then I've heard the other side where, you know, John MacArthur was just on my program and he said, we don't have any cases. And he's a huge church. So, it, it, you know, it, it's hard because I think in the beginning of the pandemic, there was something in my spirit when they started closing down the churches, I was like, okay, you know, they're closing down the churches. Okay. You know, let, let's see what, but we all were kind of, this was our, I mean, this is my first pandemic. I mean, even though I was alive during H1M1 and, you know, several other pandemics, we didn't hear about them. We didn't really know much on the right. news. You didn't hear about places closing down and the whole world shutting down and, and doing this whole shelter in place. We didn't ever know any of that. So everybody was kind of like, okay, what is this? Are millions of people going to die? What's going to happen? And then, you know, as time went on, uh, the numbers kind of didn't really tell that same tale, even though there are people dying. And so, you know, there have been some churches like uh, I can give you an example, Rodney Howard Brown, a friend of mine, somebody who I really admire down in, in Florida and in Tampa, and he actually got arrested for having a service. And um, wow. you know, that, was, that was pretty crazy, you know, for me to see an American pastor and somebody I know. In fact, this is how much I, I love Rodney. I was literally texting Rodney the night before and he was telling me I have helicopters outside my house. I'm like, what? This guy's a, you know, like he's such a good man. What are you talking about? You know, somebody helps the community. So, you know, I just have to be honest. I mean, I, I don't feel good about the churches being closed and, right. and I, I never have. But no. I know I know there's two sides to the story, and so you know I just want my viewers to know I haven't changed, you know where my heart is on this. But I, Pastor Sai is also someone I greatly admire. So when we have these conversations, it's good because I bounce off of him and I get to hear you know his thoughts on this. And so with me saying all that, Pastor Sai, what what would you say in response to that? Well, you you know you've also helped me to see certain things, and I believe that ultimately. It is up to 
the church to make those choices. I can't, I, I don't think we can sit here and say, uh, do or don't. Uh, you know, it's my way or the wrong way. I think, you know, depending on where the churches are. But again, it, 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 I think what I'm most concerned about is not that people are meeting, that we have these ordinances, because when, when you look at the ordinances, uh, it's not only shut down church, it's shut down pro sports. Uh, you know, it's, hey, Disneyland. You know, <laughs> yeah. uh, and, and think about it, the president of the United States in his most comfortable and most effective venue of, of, of all of those rallies, he, he completely, you know, they, they re-strategized. And the last four days on TV, mm. or the last three days on TV, this convention has been unbelievable, unbelievable. In, yeah. in, in, in what they've done. So It, it reminds me you know, of the scripture in Romans where what the enemy meant for evil is turned around for good. It's like, this, this is amazing what's happening. And I, I think, you know, to your point, when our heart's in the right place, and we're seeking the Lord, you know, and we're asking him and we're spending time in his presence. You know, the Bible says, my sheep hear my voice. And so, you know, I had a pastor call me the other day who I love, somebody who I've, I've mentored and known for a while. And he said, hey, should we open up? You know, and I said, you know, you know where I stand on this. You know, I'm pretty vocal. But here's the thing. I'm not going to tell you to do that, because what I believe is you're the shepherd of this church. And you really need to go and pray and fast and get an answer. And that way it's, it's your answer versus Todd's answer, you know? Right. Would you agree with that, Pastor Sai? Man, and, and, and I, I think that's really, for me, predominantly what the point is. I believe that God has our attention. And I don't think it's do we meet or, we, or do we don't meet. Have we been with the Lord in terms of should we meet? What is God saying to us in this season? You, I mean, think about the times in, in your life when, when, you know, we've all experienced, we've waited on the Lord, and we had an anticipation of what it was going to be like. And when it came to pass, it looked nothing like we ever thought it was going to look like everything, <laughs> everything big in my life. Yeah. So, here, so we, we, we woke up from 2019 and the entire world is different. Yeah. What? Is does you know? I think of Revelations chapter two, when when uh, when the Lord speaking through John says, "Let he who has ear listen to what the Spirit is saying to the church." I want to know, Lord, you've got our attention. Nothing is the same. Right. Church has been everything has been disrupted. Disrupted. And God, there there's a shakening going on. I agree with Lord, that. how do you want us to respond? Because yeah. I think ultimately our church is very fractured. Mm. The body of Christ is fractured. The only real united church is the Catholic church. Mm. And, uh, the, but yet there are so many other, other uh, uh, denominations in our, in our church. And we do things the way that we see that we should do it. But the, but the uniting of the body of Christ, yeah. the, the one body, one spirit, we serve one Lord, and it should be with one voice. And, and I know that's, that's the goal. But I think at a time like this, the, I don't think there's ever been uh, uh, a more perfect, important, crucial time for the body of Christ, for leaders of the body of Christ, to come together to see what is God saying yeah. to not 
little church, but to big C church. What are you saying to us, Lord? We want to respond as Christ would mm. respond to this. Because, you know, I, I um, in terms of meeting, I hear a lot, uh, well, God's not given us a spirit of fear. And that's true. But we should finish the rest of the scripture. He has not given us a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. Yeah. And so the, those things, when I think he's given us the love of Christ, that we were meant and created to reflect outward, power of the Holy Spirit, and wisdom, a sound mind. There's a big difference between fear and prudence. And that doesn't mean not meet. I are, you know, I, 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 I think it's more just like you said, every church needs to come to that, to that place. Like we, uh, at, at our church, we, we reopened uh, on one Sunday. And then when we heard about the ordinance that came back and things got, were, were closed down again, well, we saw some, you know, even some things happen within our church. And we had someone on our team whose brother-in-law passed away from COVID. And, uh, and underlying and, issues or was he healthy or, yeah, you know, no, he, he, he had underlying issues, but, uh, but he still contracted it. So right. there are people that he's been in contact with and everything. So, uh, so for the safety of people, you know, um, uh, our pastor said, we're going to go back to online where the Lord is reaching people and we're going to do this until the Lord tells us that we're going to, uh, that, sure. that we're going to reopen. So the newest, uh, you know, evolution of this now is that we do an outside service uh, um, on Sunday afternoon at five o'clock and it's wonderful and all the guidelines and all that is in place. But That's I cool. think, but I think it's, it's not so much do we, but it's, what are we listening to? There's so many voices out there. Yeah. That, oh, no, there that, is. You know, that are, that, that are vying for our attention that want right. to, uh, indoctrinate want to tell us what it is that that we should do uh, how how we should look at all of this and I think that we need to hear the voice of God right. we need Lord what are you saying to your church and 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 as always I believe it's going to look when he, when we allow him to speak to us it's going to be a whole lot different than <laughs> Yeah, when we come out the other side of this, it seems like the church is going to look a lot different. I mean, you know, one of the things that really I told my parents this is really cool. But, you know, John MacArthur was a guest on my show many, many years ago, right? And when I was on KKLA in Salem in, in Los Angeles, and I'll tell you, at that time, uh, I got more hate mail. That was the, my, out of all the shows I've ever done, the most hate mail I got from Charismatic Christians. He had just written a book, I think, about Charismatics, and everybody was so upset about John MacArthur being on. Well, I just interviewed him, and we had a lot of people that listened. And I will tell you, Pastor Sai, this is still the truth right now. There's not one person that has written me about this latest interview, which shows me we've come somewhere in the body of yeah. Christ. And, yeah. and so, yes. so I love hearing the different, you know, uh, you and I talked about this, but, you know, I remember Pastor Jack Hapert saying something about this when I was in Bible college, but he said, focus on the 99% of things that you agree on instead of the 1% of things that you don't, because there's different doctrines in the body, doctrines and yeah. things like that in the body of Christ. And so if we have a heart to be a device of uni unity, then we can find, you know, someone like John MacArthur and say, you know, what? I, I believe he's saved. I believe he's a, he's a Christian. He's a brethren. And I can align with this guy. Maybe I don't agree with 100% of his doctrine, you know. And um, But then there's people that I can't align with. And I'm going to be honest. There's people that are right. 
in, in a totally different version of what they call Christianity, but it's not biblical. Right. And we see it's it's literally abomination. Some of the things that they're talking about. So I can't align. So I don't you I don't look to unify just for the sake to unify. No. I look. To, unify with people that are like-minded that you know our brethren that we know and i think we can do that and that's what's cool what's happening right now another cool thing that i'm seeing my friend sean foyt he's out there doing these like beach services where people are coming together and worshiping and that's so cool and they're getting together in all these different places so people are thinking outside the box uh his motto right now is the church has left the building um you know some people say well wait the church hasn't left the building make sure you don't say that so you know there's a lot of different thoughts and a lot of different people like you said hearing different things my main concern is is that the word gets uh taught People are being equipped. They're being saved, set free, healed, and delivered. That the church's voice hasn't been silenced, but it's being amplified. That we're yeah. coming together with the people that we should unify with. And that we're operating in the gifts of the Spirit. And that we're, we're making an impact on this society and culture. That's my yeah. main, you know, because I've talked to pastors that have completely different views on the things that I post on social media. I'm cool with that. As long as you're not rude or disrespectful or attacking me, you know, like you said, we have to really hear from, from the Lord on this, Pastor Cy, right? Yeah. And, and, and I think, you know, you know, with, with all of the different controversy or whatever, uh, Pastor John MacArthur, the bottom line is he's our brother. That's right. He's our brother in Christ. And he's such a kind and, man. I mean, to me, he's been great, you know? Yeah. He's, he, he's a brilliant man. He's, he's very studied in the word of God. And uh, his his approach to worship, his expression and approach to worship is between him and the Lord. And I I respect him because he is my brother. And I think yes. it, it 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 just like just like I have uh, um you know I have friends uh who are leaders and pastors and and my own brother in in the Catholic Church. These are men of God right. that love the Lord. Well, now the, it, the you have a brother that's a priest, right? Yes, yes, he's a priest, you know, born you again, you know, Catholic priest, and uh, I, and but he is such a shepherd, such a heart mm. for people. He loves Jesus, man, and I see, and and even though in in my family we, we all grew up Catholic, but I when when I got saved, I felt uh, that the Lord was calling me elsewhere, and so uh, and and he felt to go back to the Catholic Church, and God is using him as as. I pray every day that God continues to, you know, to use me. So yeah. I think that's the whole point of the uniting of the body of Christ. Yeah. And yeah. that, that, that as we, and there's no more perfect time to do that. And I think like what you say, you know, when, when he said that the church has left the building mm -hmm. in one sense, that's good. Right. Because, I, because I think, you know, we've become more focused on being in the building than being the church. Oh yeah, and, and uh, uh, like one of the one of the people in our in our congregation's faith woman, she made one thousand face masks. Wow. She, uh, uh, and what we did at our church, you know, uh, our pastors made sure that there was um, you know uh, uh, oversupplies of food, of cleaning supplies, all these different things, so they would be available not only to our congregation but for the community. 
Right, right. And uh, people outside of California that don't know, you know, when when the governor did open for a short period of time, the churches, uh, there was uh, a a lot of restrictions or different uh, precautionary measures that they needed to take. So that's probably what you're referring to. I mean, you had to clean the service each time people came in, the whole sanctuary had to be clean. There was like all these different um, kind of a litany of things that you had to do, right? Right, right. And and so, uh, but within that, it's Lord, um, if this is where you've called us, how can we respond to this the way that you've called us to? And we have seen such fruit from our online s- services. Do I, hey, I can't wait to be with my team. I mean, I, I happen to be a person who has underlying issues. So I don't, you know, I, I have, I'm far more restricted. Yeah. But at the same time, uh, we've been worshiping. I've been, you know, still being able to enjoy people. But I long for the day when mm. I can show up on Sunday morning and 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 be with everyone. Mm. But it's like, Lord, so how do we maximize where we are? Whether it's in meeting, whether it's online, whatever it is, I believe that that God gave us the technology. He gave us the resources. I mean, imagine, imagine this. Uh, and, and, and I've said this often because I really believe it. Can you imagine if the, if the body of Christ, if, if we, if, if our leaders, if they got together, they prayed together, strategized together and, and we maximize our resources, our giftings, all, you know, our buildings, all the things that, that we have available to us and said, Lord, how do you want to use us to minister to our nation? Mm. Mm-hmm. I can't even imagine what that would be like. No, that's the thing. And, and you, you know, you and I mentioned something yesterday, which I think is extremely important to talk about too, is, is that, you know, we have to be listeners and there are, there are people that have polar opposite. This is one of the things I, you know, I think I learned some of this from you, Pastor Sian, and then from my mom and other people, but you know, I love to, I mean, I feel like it's an anointing and a gift because, but you know, I can find somebody that absolutely disagrees a hundred percent with almost everything I stand for and, and try to um, be, a, a bridge builder, you know, and, and break. And I don't, I don't attribute this to me having any, I, I think it's the Lord and the Holy spirit that helps us, you know, but, but we can do this and we can sit down. I remember when I was in rebellion, you know, probably about 22 years ago or so I was in some rebellion, in, in, you know, my younger years in my early twenties. And I remember, uh, you know, a pastor sitting down with me and he would get in my face, man. I mean, he would, you know, but, but he loved me to, to, to meet with me and mentor me and we did not agree pastor Sai. we were and so you know i always say like you said about uh pastor leaf swirling and you know those that have a true shepherd's heart is is you know it's the shepherds that are willing to go out and 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 the ministers because we're all ministers you know and and we're commissioned to go you know to make disciples and i think this is where when you say leaving the building this is probably what you're meaning because it's like we can't just hang out with ourselves we got to go out and right. the church and and you know when you see all this moral debauchery and uh, the decline of morality in our nation, uh, most of this has to do with the church not being the head, not the tail, not leading, and not right. you know, we, right. we went into our great big beautiful buildings. And again, there's nothing wrong with the buildings, and you know we should have church and assemble. But what I'm saying is is that we we left the discipleship aspect. I feel like that really went down. Yeah. And uh, you know when you have look, there's nothing wrong with the mega church if you have a good structure. But I will tell you one of the, the faults of a large church is a lot of times the shepherd doesn't even know everybody. And so right. if people can go through the cracks 
and never yeah. get any discipleship. They just go and show up and put in their you know church time card. You know, this right. is what happens. So now we're in this the amazing time period where everything is disrupted, like you said. And there's all different views. There's people that feel, you know, we should not meet. There's people that are meeting and, and going through all types of uh, persecution for it. And, and, you know, regardless of where you're at today, how can we be the church, Pastor Sai, and get back out there and, and start being the head, not the tail in the United States of America? Well, you, you said something I think that was key. And we talked about this, uh, I believe, yesterday. The most honoring thing that we can give to another person more bar bar anything is to listen mm. to them is Even to be able to sit there no matter no matter how no matter how much we disagree uh and we listen to what they have to say that's how that there there, there is no greater way i remember that um uh when mother teresa when she received the nobel peace prize uh her her acceptance speech was far more than what anybody ever expected because she talked about jesus and one of the things she said, it's very easy to feed the hungry. Mm. It's, it's, it's very easy to feed those that are thirsty because I can bring food and, and they are satisfied. I can bring drink and, and their thirst is quenched. She goes, but how do you minister to the lonely? Yeah. And so what she did not long after that was she assembled a team of people that would go into homes of the elderly and they had one objective, to listen to them. Yes. That was ministry to those people, to just hear someone and what it, the, the value that it gives someone, no matter whether I agree, no matter whether I disagree. So I think that, that our, our differences have become so stark that we're not even able to have reasonable discourse. Yeah. And, and God's heart more than anything the Lord says, love the Lord your God with all your soul, mind, and strength. And the same, and this is the same as the first, love one another. His heart for people is more, is more important than any of our tasks, any of the task of ministry, uh, any of, of the, whether we're in the buildings, whether all of these things, the most important thing is that, like what he, what he said to Peter, when he said, Peter, do you love me? Feed my sheep. Yeah. Peter, do you love me? Feed my lambs. Peter, do you love me? And you can imagine Peter's going, well, and the most important thing to him was, if you love me, you will do this. You will care for my sheep. So I, 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 I think that uh, as far as, you know, it, it, when you think of the whole church, it's huge. When you see what's going on, you know, even, even in the church in China, major persecution right now in China. And that is the fastest growing Christian population in That's the right. world. Oh yeah. People, people are put people are putting it all on the line. That's right. They're, they're risking everything. And and having been there twice to minister to people, I it just you know, I come back thinking, what what am I going to teach these people? I'm going there to learn. I'm going there to to learn from their from their courage and their faith. So yeah. I think more than ever now we need to really, if you were to say, how do we do this? We need to get in the word of God. Yeah. I believe there needs to be more time, personal time, reflecting, not, not being so uh, uh, sold on our convictions of what we think, but willing to lay those things down 
to right. hear what the Lord wants to say. That's because right. the amount of voices that are that are coming at us, oh, if God. if if we hold on to our conviction, we're never gonna hear God. Yeah. And 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 the thing I I'm I have to tell you that it it's not funny, it's ironic that over the last 20 years, the marginalization of the church has been gradual. Mm-hmm. In the last eight to 10 years, it's been stark. It's been right in our face. They, it, 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 really, it's about marginalizing Christianity. Yeah. And, and, and we see that. But where's the church been? Where's the voice? Why, why did we stand up in countless times and say separation of church and state? So we're doing it now, and, and I am a, man, I'll be on the front lines of that, and, and you know that. I am, you know, because I believe in that. Right. I love this country. I believe in the Constitution. I believe in what God has done, and I believe this is a nation under God. Right. Uh, and I would and stand on that. Pla- you know, platforming, they, they literally said the Pledge of Allegiance at the DNC and took under God out of it. I mean, if that isn't a telltale sign right there, I mean, what is, you know, if you're a Christian and you're okay with a baby being born, you know, being born, I was explaining infanticide, Pastor Side, to my wife today, because she asked me, she said, well, you know, can you explain infanticide? I said, you know what infanticide is? I said, it's literally, they have a baby that's born. And then they, the doctor comes in and asks the parent, do you want to keep the baby or do you want us to get rid of the baby? This baby's born. Now I'm a father of a, of a one-year-old Oh my gosh, like I can't even imagine the person that does that is, is a murderer and, and people are aligning themselves with a platform that is okay with this. I, it's unbelievable. So things like this, it's, it's, it's not, you know, people say, well, Todd, you get political and other, you know, I can't wait to stop talking about politics. I'll tell you, I can't wait for this election to be over. But, you know, yeah. I think it's an aspect of, you know, we speak to the seven mountains of influence and one of them is government. And, uh, you know, the government is important because if Christians, you know, withdraw then there's a vacuum there. And what happens is, is when the, the Christians, which are the salt and light, withdraw, what do you get? You get darkness. And that's why we've seen a lot of what we've seen, because there has been that attitude of, well, we stay out. And I'm seeing a change, Pastor Time. A lot of people that I remember even in 2016 that said, ah, you know, you got to stay out of that, Pastor Time. They're now on the front line. So people are waking up. They're understanding. I asked John MacArthur, Pastor John MacArthur, a, a question. I said, you know, do you think this is a spiritual battle? what we're dealing with. And he said, yes, but he didn't really get too much into it. Do you think this is all a spiritual battle, Pastor Side, that we're dealing with? The, all most, the things that we're seeing. Most definitely. I, you know, you, you see, you see um, evil being, being touted as being good and good as being touted as evil. Uh, we are seeing the, the, uh, um, you, it, you, the, this using terms of dark and light, darkness and light, and it being turned around, it being twisted. Uh, we're, we're, what we're seeing in the streets, there, there's no, there, there's no logic. Yeah. There's, uh, um, we're, you know, under the guise of these poor young men that, uh, that, that were killed, right. uh, you know, and, and, you know, this whole thing that I believe so strongly in about racial reconciliation, and, and we've talked about this, yes. but oh my gosh, this is the worst way we could be going about it. This is never going to bring about. Well, you know, and I think a lot of I mean, reconciliation. You're right. I mean, you know, there, there's so many different things that I, I mean, we, we don't have enough time. We're not going to have you back on because we're running out of time here. But, you know, the thing is, is that um, I think what's happened here, and, you, and you're absolutely right. 
I think that 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 there are people that meant to go out and peacefully protest, and that is a right of every American. It's our first amendment right. right, just like it's the same right to gather for our religion. You know, it's the same thing. Right. That's so, right. Uh, but the problem is, is that there's I don't. It's an underlying spirit of rebellion ultimately, and and it's a demonic thing. But there are in the natural there's there's organizations that have come in and usurped and hijacked yeah. what could have been peaceful. And unfortunately, have taken it to a very violent, destroying. I mean, I tell you, Pastor, so I've been in like 17 cities, I think I've counted in the last couple of months here. And these are major cities where I've seen a lot of damage. And I've talked to a lot of people and yeah. a lot of families and business owners. And these aren't white business owners. Some of them are, but some of them are African-American. Some of them are Hispanic. Some of them are Asian. So it's, you know, they didn't do anything. They're not involved in this at all, but they're business. And they're not always insured are being destroyed and, you know, I just, I think it's the overarching spirit of rebellion. It's a dark uh, darkness that's trying to come in our country. And yeah. ultimately we have the weapons uh, because the Bible says our, our battle is not against flesh and blood, but against strongholds and principalities. It's, the weapons of our warfare and our carnal, we can right. go out and cast out, drive out. Right. And that's the authority that we have in Christ with the Holy Spirit. And yeah. it is so crucial that we're praying, we're fasting. Um, well, you know, and, and right there, what, what you just said, what makes this a spiritual battle, we have to, if there's anything we have to do before we go out and we do, we have to be on our knees before the Lord. That's right. And we have, and that Lord, and fasting and praying, how do we respond to the madness? And I believe because, because of what we carry in us, because we carry the, we carry the spirit of the living God in us, nothing that we did, nothing that we earned, but because of God's mercy on us, it's when I look at so many of, of, uh, of people out there and what they're doing, some, some that have just been indoctrinated, some that have been, uh, you know, coerced from, you know, from, from other, from other sources and organizations, all that stuff. Bottom line is all of those people, are people that Jesus died on the cross for. Yeah. He died on the cross for. And I believe as the body of Christ, our first responsibility is not to, when, we, when we're given a platform, to criticize and condemn and, you know, and for, for things that are going on, send the very people to hell that Jesus died on the cross for. Yeah. We are to be the ones that say, there's another way. Right. There's, there's hope. And we can do that in the most practical way. So, a spiritual battle, there, there, there is no battle without strategy. And we have to have strategy. We have to know our call, our place in, in, in that battle. But we're never going to know it if we're so caught up and, well, I want to do this and I want to do this. I think this. Uh, it's, Lord, you've got our attention. What is the Spirit? Let he who has ear listen to what the Spirit is saying to the church. And another thing that you said in terms of, of, of politics, I believe that this election uh, has very little to do with politics. Right. It, really does. It, has, <laughs> it has very little to do with politics. We are not voting for a party like we have in the past yeah. or just, or even policies. We are talking about the freedom to worship. We're talking about, we are talking about an entirely different way of life. Right. Uh, it's, it's, it's one way change. or the other way. 
Yeah, it, it literally is a fundamental change to our country, to our religious liberties and freedoms. I think this is where the concern, and I, I share this concern with those that are not able to meet certain states uh, where they're giving these draconian, tyrannical uh, restrictions, is because we are also seeing the communist uh, you know, uh, thought process coming in through the Democrat Party. And Unbelievable. You know, because our alarm bells are going off and then simultaneously there's this COVID thing going on. It's just, you know, we're already seeing, and, and for those that are worried about, you know, yeah, I'll, I'll give you an example. I was on an American Airlines flight to, to Las Vegas. Now, this is just so crazy. First of all, I don't like going to Vegas, but hey, you know, there's people got in Vegas. I went to Vegas to meet with the evangelicals for Trump. And you know why we met in Vegas in a casino? We met in a casino because the churches in Vegas aren't allowed to meet, but the casinos are. So we had our meeting in a casino. Now, here's the crazy thing. On the way there, I'm on a fully packed flight where everybody is sitting next to each other with a mask on, completely packed. I get there and then I go into a casino. It's not really a casino, but it was like a convention center. And we went there and had the meeting because we couldn't have it in the church. So I think this is where the concerns are because it's like, I go to Home Depot, I go to Lowe's, I go to, you know, all these people, we go to all these different places and they're, they're open, they got a thousand people in them, but then the churches are closed. So this is where, you know, there's the concern. And, and when you look at the, what the Democrats and, and really what the socialists are trying to do in our country, you know, that's where it's like you just said, like it is two drastically different visions for the future of our country, two drastically different. And, and people are thinking like, oh, I told my parents, I said, I think some people are thinking it's like when Clinton got elected in the 90s or something, or it's like, yep. you know, when, but that's not what it's like. If the Democrats get it this time, we're done. I mean, it's going to be a yep. whole different thing. So yep. we got to yep. finish pretty soon, but I want to let you finish your thoughts on that, Pastor Side. No, I, I, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to even believe that we're, we are saying, using the term socialism, but that's what we're dealing with. No matter how they, uh, uh, you know, un, under whatever guise these presentations are, are under, it, it's socialism. And you just want to say, you, 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 you know, if people are, are on the fence or if there's, uh, or if we're looking at personalities or if we're looking at, at the way that we used to look at it, all you have to do is look into history, into nations that have been that uh, that were that were presented with a with a um, with a way of life and of of socialism, and you saw what happened in those countries That's and right. the destruction and and the and the absolute uh, oppression of people. Yeah. So uh, I I um, I'm with you on that. I the, the, this election to me is so much more. Uh, but more, more than anything, I believe that the body of Christ, no matter where we are, what, I just go back to this, Lord, speak to your church. Let us have ears to hear. Let us put aside our, our uh, proclivities, our tendencies, our insecurities, and our, even our convictions. If our convictions don't match up with yours, then Lord, rewire them, restructure them. Yes. Because I believe more than ever, there's people out there that are the people that have been tuning in online at, at our church, people that would never, I mean, I'm talking about people that never go to church, that mm -hmm. have some that have never been to church, right. and they're tuning in every week, and their lives are being changed because, because they are welcomed, there's follow-up, there's conversation, it's, it's not just, you know, uh, fill in a chat place. It's it's there. There's contact with right. people because 
people right now are more vulnerable than ever before. Yeah. And uh, we carry the one true hope. That's right. And we've been given the one irrefutable truth in all of the universe, and that's God's word. That's right. And uh, I just believe that um, in this, through this, God is with us. And he is in the midst of it from the beginning, in the middle, and all the way to the end. So that's where the assurance comes. But Lord, how do I play a part in this? And I think that's that's the most important thing in terms of not just doing something, but why am I doing it? Why do we do what we do? So then when we do it, we can come at the end of the day before the Lord and he says, well done, good and faithful servant. Amen. And and I believe that's that's uh, where we, we, many of us are, many people are. And I've, I'd love to see our entire church that we would have that kind of one voice. Yes. Well, Pastor Sai, I'm going to have you back on again because clearly we, we are not able to finish everything today. But I want to thank you. How can people find you and get in touch with you and your ministry, sir? Well, uh, um, right now, um, you know, we're, we don't have a website up at this point, but uh, right now, I, you know, I think if, if anyone wants to learn more about, about our worship ministry, I mean, maybe if they even contacted you yeah. and, uh, uh, and you can give them information, uh, we are in the process of restructuring and rebuilding right now our, our, our website and what we're doing, uh, but uh, we, we would love to, to minister to serve you in any way that we can. So yeah, such an important thing that you do, Pastor Sai. You've been equipping people in worship and uh, you know, many years led at the church on the way. I mean, just so many things that you've done in your ministry. And so we're gonna continue to follow what you're up to, what God's up to in your life and Janice. And uh, we just want to honor you and thank you for coming on the show and a great, great conversation. And we will be back next year whistle in the wind. That'll get you heaven bound. The devil went down to Georgia, but he didn't